live with the 247 Fighting Championships professional featherweight champion, reigning, defending, 2022 Pro Fighter of the Year, Ethan the Wolverine Goss. What's up, dude? What's up, man? How you doing? Awesome. I, wasn't, I wasn't expecting to hear all the, the applause there. Isn't that nice? <laughs> yeah. Danny, Danny Palm on the keys, yeah. man. He's hitting his stride back there. The first couple episodes, it would be like, we would cue something up for him to press the button. We'd like look at him like you going you gonna press that? Now now he's <laughs> he's all over it now. He's learned. Yeah. See, oh. There we go. Got all kinds of sounds for you. We'll we'll keep him at a minimum since Ryan's not here. I think he Ryan gets a little crazy with the sounds. Oh, I believe it. There are some effects. You don't have don't demonstrate them, Danny. Well, I'm not <laughs> asking you to demonstrate them, but there are some effects on that thing that if if Danny presses it, Ryan just cannot help himself. <laughs> He'll just go for like 30 minutes. I literally uh, just get up and leave when he starts going. Yeah. I just wonder you don't get up and leave all the time dealing with him. Dude, so. seriously. I gotta shout out the Benson Henderson toothpick during the interview oh. right now. That's awesome. I yeah, so um I actually I have like a toothpick addiction. Nice. Um, I it started because I chewed tobacco, and I was like, well, if I chew a toothpick, like maybe I'll quit chewing a tobacco. Yeah. And, and then I got to the point where I chewed a toothpick while I chewed tobacco, <laughs> and now I got 40 freaking toothpicks laying on my nightstand every night. So Nice. Do you yeah. still chew tobacco? Yeah. Okay. What's Unfortunately. The, what's the tobacco of choice? Red so long cut wintergreen, buddy. Dude, my dad, that, yeah, he was it. on that for the longest time, Red yeah. Seal. I think he was just natural, though. If you listen to this Red Seal, you know, pitch out a sponsorship here. Was Good Red thing. Seal ever the budget brand? I felt like there was a time where at it was first, cheap. Yeah, yep, okay. At first, okay. now it's like the most expensive right. brand. Yeah, yep. yeah. Now it's like you might as well yeah. chew Skull or Copenhagen or something. Exactly. It's just Crazy. as expensive. It's nuts. So. How how long you been chewing? Oof. Um, well, I think I tried it when I was like 13. Nice. I remember my cousin, he worked for my dad, and uh, I remember he gave me a chew. And then I was like, when you first time you do it, you get all lightheaded and stuff. You yeah, feel all yeah. weird and shit. And uh, I remember laying on the tracks of the dozer being like, oh, my God. He was like, you better get your shit together before your dad gets back. Mm. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> what kind was it? What? Chew? Oh, Red Seal. Yeah, the first Seal. one. Wow. Yeah, and then I did uh, did the old um, side chew for a little while, Red Man. I would see. And, uh, yeah, I don't yeah, chew, Levi but if I did, I'd be going for that. Yeah. Just for the sake of doing it. Yep. Just being like, yeah, chew Red Man. Yep, the old baseball pitcher chew <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yep. Yeah, so, so I used to chew Copenhagen. Nice. Uh, Copenhagen's some potent stuff. Dude, Danny Palms from Upper St. Clair. He can afford that Copenhagen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Cope's like the cheap shit now. You know what Is I mean? Is it yeah, really? It's like, wow. Red Seal's like five something a can. Damn, like, I'm out of the game. Hard. I never chewed, but my dad, like I said, mm -hmm. he actually just quit. He's been done for like two years. Yeah. He got on those Good lozenges, the nicotine lozenges. Mm -hmm. Now he just does those. Apparently they help. I yeah. don't know. I quit cold turkey once for like a couple months. And then <sighs> I, I got all like irritated one day. And Went my buddy it. was like, he had, I was like, give me a chew. And then bam, right back into it. It's Done. Like, Damn. My, I watched my dad like throughout my life. I've seen him try. He quit for like a month. Kind of same mm -hmm. deal. And then yep. just get back into it. But he's like two, two and a half years yeah. now steady. I think he's got it this time. I'm one of them people that I always say like, if, if I wanted to do it, I could do I it. You know what it. I mean? Yeah. If I wanted it, I'd do it. It is, it is definitely hard it's to do different. once you get hooked on it. But yeah. You have any negative side effects or anything like any breakouts in your mouth or no. So like, I really don't chew near as much as most people. Most people average probably a can a day. Yeah. Right. I average like a can every four or five days. Oh, wow. Like, okay. so I'm like, that's way, way better, lower yeah. scale compared to that's a lot like of people. That's like a dip or two a day. 
Yeah, but I don't, I don't take big. Like I hate my lip being stretched out. These guys will take these freaking half a can dips. So like, nah, man, fuck that. Uh-uh. I just take. A little, don't need all that. You know, I just take a little rabbit turd, and put them in my mouth. You know what I mean? So. Nice. Well, I didn't even know our pro champ is a chewer. This is a good endorsement for Red Seal right now. That's what I'm saying. Like they yeah. want to tell kids, you're good for the kids, Ethan Goss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You want to be a champ like yeah. me? Chew Red Seal. <laughs> and oh. perfect segue, chew Red Seal and eat these babies. Ethan Goss brought me the best gift ever from back home. We're from a similar area, not the same town, but a similar area. And we do not get these back home. These, my friends, are Middlesworth kettle cooked barbecue chips ethan brought me these and kettle cooked plain best gift ever dude thank you dude no problem like i said we we, we connected originally just off middlesworth chips because it's like they're the greatest chip they ever made you know what i mean they really are so. and it's it's always been my dream to do a cheers with ethan we're goss gonna, with a chip we're you're, gonna toast you're gonna hear us chewing and it's gonna be annoying for 30 seconds but this is too good to not do cheers dude cheers <laughs> oh. Dude, they're just as good as I remembered, mm. and arguably even better than I remembered. After that weight challenge I we did before the last event, I've still been eating pretty clean, so this is like a really special treat for me. Yeah, that's props, dude. You you lost what? Like, you lost 40 pounds, 40, dude. Yeah, dude yeah. That's insane. Yeah, it was nuts. And honestly, like, a lot of it has stayed off, thankfully. Yeah. I thought, you know, over the holidays and stuff, it would all come back, but... The last little bit will, and yeah. it does. It does take a time, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, even when I cut, and I, and I do it obviously a lot more times right. a year than you do, but um, like you, you maybe put on fifteen. Yep. The extra ten like stays off for a yep. long time, unless you're being a real idiot. You're really eating shitty. Well, that <laughs> is exactly what I've experienced because yep. I was I was two oh five for about 30 minutes <laughs> and then i started rehydrating and then i got back to like 220 and now i'm still 220 mm-hmm. 221 in that area so yeah but no dude that was that was good props for you for yeah i had to try that. dude yeah. it was the dude, whole it sucks in the sauna like mm-hmm. I, I legit did the sauna that day treadmill sauna i was just alternating until it yeah. got it you, sucked bro. you did like the cut cut like yeah fighters do a cut i like, tried to do crazy did you do a water load too? Yeah. yeah yeah dude i did the yeah, whole that's insane how much water did you do i did two gallons on monday and then a gallon and a half tuesday gallon wednesday and then half gallon thursday and then none yeah thursday see i Friday. used to do it that way yeah and uh cam actually was the one that, that kind of taught like he listened to the way chel sonnen did it okay and uh so he did it the, the way chel said about it i do two gallons a day straight for two weeks clear up to two the cut. weeks yeah oh oh dude it sucks i mean you piss every 15 oh, minutes dude. but i could not believe yeah I, yeah I, I do a whole and even before that i would do when i did the taper back i would do two gallons for one week and then i would do the two gallons yeah. gallon and a half gallon but now i try to drink i try to drink as much clear up to the cut okay so and uh, cam was the one who told me about it and he tried it and it worked well for him and i tried it and the last two times it worked you know pretty well uh, the last i shouldn't say last two times the last one was that rough. One was tough i remember you saying yeah, yeah that was rough, uh yeah. i think it was a 12 pound cut for uh, the day of weigh-ins or well That's so much night dude. before and yeah, day, yeah. day of weigh-ins i split so it up but, i can't yeah. imagine i had like six or seven like six and a half the day of and that yeah. that felt hard to me and See, i'm bigger I, than you That's like a, six yeah. i'm like yeah you know what <laughs> you i mean it's just easy yeah but but like percentage of body weight 12 for you that's even crazy oh yeah like six for me and six for you isn't even the same it's insane and you know before like when i started as a pro like i thought going to 135 was going to be my ideal Mm. so i did it 
at 135 twice. And I that never was, knew that. Yeah, that was bad, dude. Wow. And that was too much. Like, that was the point where, like, I just felt like a noodle. You tie up with somebody, and I was like, dude, I have no Got strength. Nothing. Yeah, like, it, it took entirely too much out of me. Who did you fight at 35? Um, what the hell was his name? Kid from Canada. I cannot remember. Lloyd, Lloyd Reyes was the first one. That's that was my pro debut. Okay. And I lost a split decision to him. And uh, and I lost, you know what I mean? I yeah. Put, like he won that night. Yeah, yeah. No doubt about it. Um, and then the other kid was Alex, something Alexander. I can't remember what his name was. It was for King of the Cage at the, okay. at the casino. Nice, yeah. nice. In the um, in the parking lot. Uh, yeah, they were my first two pro fights. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I ended up going zero and two. Jason so, Alexander. Jason. Yeah. There, there you it go. is. Nice. Um, I ended up going zero and two, so I was like, shit. Yeah, like, thirty five isn't the move. Yeah. So, so I, I went back up then. Well, that's clearly worked out for you, man. You're hitting your stride right now. That's one thing that definitely is clear watching your fights. These last few performances, man, we say it all the time, me, Ryan, Danny Palm, Jim, but it's clear that you found a new level. Mm -hmm. Like, for the longest time as a pro, you were the guy who would win a few and then maybe yep. lose one that you should win, probably. And now it's just you've hit a different level. Yeah. Like, what's changed for you? So... I mean, getting started with it, you know what I mean? I was kind of, I forget what somebody called it. There was a term for it where you kind of win one, win two, lose two, win two, lose two. Um, getting started in it, like I said, I made the mistake of trying to go too low and mm -hmm. wait. Um, and then as I come up, like as soon as I started building momentum, I took a fight I shouldn't have took. You know what I mean? Like I was, I was two and two, and I ended up fighting um, uh, Morales, Jordan Morales, for a mm -hmm. belt at WCC. Wow, and uh, you know he was five and two, six and two at the time, something like that. So I'm like, I shouldn't have been right. taking some of these fights that I was taking. But the uh, you know I thought I was hitting my stride after I come back from the Bellator fight because I ended up having a uh, a knee injury that put me out for like six, seven weeks, and then I come back and I fought Brandon Siler at uh, Genetti in Wilkesbury, and uh, you know he was a big favorite over me, and I ended up knocking him out in the second round. Nice, and then I fought. You guys did the first show. I don't think he was on board yet. No. And I beat Elijah Cavender. I finished him. And I'm like, all right, dude, I'm on a stride. Mm -hmm. Insert John DeJesus <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so we take the fight with DeJesus. And, dude, I just didn't show up. Like, yeah. I mean, John John is an animal. There's no doubt about it. It was his night. I didn't show up mentally. I broke my finger in, like, the first minute, minute and a half of the fight. Like, my ring finger Ugh. was shaped into a V because I got caught in a fence. And, like, it was oh, just, it, it just it was one of them nights where it was like, I'm, I'm going to take a beating. This isn't my night. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, after that, COVID hit. And after COVID hit, you know, Brian still, I think it was 2020, and they were going to put on a show. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. Originally, we were going to have a crowd, and then the crowd got nixed. And it ended up, you know, the only matchup, for me, was against Ethan Hayes, and right. I'll be the first to tell you, like, I had no interest in it. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It was like, because he had two fights at the time. I had 10. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, what, what is it really? And it's nothing against Hayes. It was just, you know, we're... What are we doing? Yeah, yeah I get it. But I, what other options did I have? I right. wanted to fight. And, I, I, you know, I had a good camp, everything. I just shit to bed and fight. You know what yeah. I mean? Got caught. Like, yeah, I got caught. Made a mistake. Made a stupid mistake. Got caught. And I remember going to the back, and I remember... You know, when we were done, I said to the coach, I was like, maybe, maybe that's it. You know, maybe, wow. maybe, like, maybe I peaked. You know, maybe I'm done. You know, maybe I'm not, maybe I ain't got it no more. Damn. And, uh, of course, you know, you think about that right away, like the emotions and stuff get into it. And it's, it's, it's shitty. Well, that was during 
rifle season. <laughs> so the next day, I got back home. You know, I'm out in the woods. You know, I'm, I got I got all day to myself. To just you know think. what I mean? Just in, yeah. the, in the quiet woods, like looking for hunting for deer and shit. Right. And I'm just thinking and thinking and thinking. And I'm like, oh, well, maybe if I go back and I, you know, maybe if I work on this, maybe if I start doing this, mm-hmm. you know. So that was kind of what happened. My, you know, I just started thinking about everything I need to do right back into the gym, you know, not really much time off right back into training. And once I'm back in there, I'm rolling, I get, you know, booked against uh, the kid from Wisconsin. that was a state champ out of Wisconsin and wrestled in the Dapper Dan's risky fight to take, you know, sure. against a Dapper Dan <laughs> sure. you know, level wrestler. Um, but I knew like my back was against the wall mm-hmm. then. And, that to me is when I really become dangerous is when nice. my back is against the wall. And, uh, so I just, I just had it in my mind that night. Like I'm, I'm going to destroy this kid. Like this is, there ain't no way I'm mm-hmm. walking out of here losing. And, um, a one, then the pseudo fight come around. Yep. And, uh, that was a risky fight to take because He's I think dude, we talented. had like, we had like five people sign five or six people sign contracts and then back out a couple of days later. Wow. So it was, it was Really hard, and like they wanted me on it the first time he's coming back to Johnstown. Yep, and that's what was a lot closer to me. Sure. So, uh, and we took the pseudo fight, and the pseudo fight it just everything opened up. You know what I mean? Everything just during the fight. Yep. Everything just started opening up, and it was just like I was seeing things, like I was hitting hitting points, hitting spots that uh, you know maybe I wouldn't have hit before and stuff, and it all just started coming together. Yeah. So uh, that pretty much you know that's the haze, awesome. that really the haze loss. You yeah. know what I mean? That was the one where I Turned sat back around. and like went back and flipped the next page of the book and was like, here we go. That's this is what you got to do. Was so. the, the Jesus fight the first and only time you've ever been knocked out? Finished um, by strikes? Yes. <laughs> yes. We'll put it that uh, way. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't. I don't think you lost consciousness. <laughs> no, yeah, no, yeah. I never I never lost. Um, his leg kick was the worst. Yeah. But I got to a point in that fight where like he kicked my leg off. My lead leg was kicked off. And then my finger was broke on my left hand, which I'm a southpaw fighter, yeah. so that's my power slide. So Goodness. I don't have a leg, and I don't have a hand. I got a broken finger. I couldn't make a fist. Ugh. I'm like, dude, I can't. What am I going to do? Beginning of the second round, come out. I was able to shoot in, take him down, took his back. I remember I was around the neck, like went to reach to grab, oh. and I could not grab anything with my left oh hand. My like, like I could have been able to like pull it through yeah, and yeah. You know, hit the finish, but... Dude couldn't just do it. And I was just and when that happened, like I just it was mentally for me, it was like, oh, I got shit. nothing now. Yeah, There's like, no I'm, path to victory. And that anymore. was a five round fight. You know what I mean? I'm like, man, I'm in I'm in trouble. It's gonna be a long night so, for Ethan yeah. Goss. That was the uh, that was the only fight that I got finished in um with strikes. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? And it, it wasn't like I said, I wasn't knocked out or anything. It was just one eventually the point where I just turtled up and yeah. and, and I hate to say it because I felt like I quit yeah but I basically just you know I didn't have nowhere else to go right and uh, you know feeling like, like and I always said like I'll, I'll never quit and I'll never quit and I did it and yeah, I'm like yeah. fuck you know mm-hmm. what I mean yeah so I really had to really had to soul search on some of that yeah did you work with John any after have you oh worked? yeah I, I thought yeah. so okay John and I uh, started training together at uh, I would go out to Mat Factory and stuff on Sundays mm-hmm. and John would be there and uh, John and I started training together there and then we moved around some and then uh, one Wednesday I think Darren took us out to uh, Kama's gym mm-hmm. and we all sparred out there nice. dude he's he's John's different yes yeah that's what everybody um, says who works with him 
He's everything he does is painful. You know what I mean? <laughs> Even the shin guards on like a kick. It's like, damn, that hurt, dude. Like, <laughs> why so, you doing uh, that? And uh, he had an advantage on the feet for sure. And once we got to working together at at Isaac's, like I had the advantage on the ground. Like it was mm-hmm. big. You know what I mean? His was right. on the feet. I was on the ground. Right. Of course, you know I didn't really <laughs> think about it. You know, much before the fight. But, sure. Uh, I'm sure he's getting. I'm sure he's obviously gotten a lot better. You know, oh yeah, on the ground since yeah, moving no out doubt. to Colorado. So. No doubt. I, I follow him, dude. I, I wish him the best. I yeah. Hope, I hope he does. You know everything he wants to do. I hope he keeps winning. You know what I mean? Because he's he's a good dude. He really is. For mean, sure. Mean motherfucker to fight, but good dude. Oh. Otherwise, as long as you're not meeting him in the cage, he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fun. So. You'll you'll like this fun little fact. We were trying to get De Jesus to fight in December for us. Mm-hmm. We were close with a few opponents, but. I had a post out there that was like looking for a matchup against a pro 145, whatever his record was at the time. And Ethan Hayes texted me and was like, Hey, who's that pro 145, 10 and six, whatever. I don't even remember his record. It's better than that. 14 and nine or something like that. And I was like, it's the Jesus. And Hayes just texted back. I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. dude. I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, and I know Ethan dude, won't mind me sharing yeah. that. He's, he's just he's the best. Dude, he's a game dude, man. He's like even when you're even when you're sparring or in your gym with him, he's a game ass yeah. dude, like nonstop. He has so. a fight, I think, coming back up in MMA yeah. in March. Um, so that's cool that he's getting back. Yeah, he to was this supposed side. to fight here at the end of January. Mm-hmm. It said TJ Lemare was out, out of the UFC up in Canada. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Sorry, what I meant yeah. I meant Ethan, not John. But John oh, did have Ethan that bout with Laramie. Yeah, and then. Who's John fighting now? Do you remember I somebody don't. else in March? Yeah, he's fighting for Cage Warriors in March. Someone. There you go. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know who he's fighting against or anything. But no, but Ethan mm-hmm. Hayes has an MMA fight as well in no March, shit. so that's yeah. cool. Who's he fighting? I forget. I, I don't even know if he's announced an opponent yet, actually. Yeah. But I think it's for that Made Men card in in uh, Morgantown. De Hayes yeah. is fighting <laughs> Roberto Hernandez. He's five and one. Five and one. That's dangerous, man. Those mm-hmm. up. Up and coming yeah. studs, not a lot of upside there. Yeah, they, well, John does a pretty good job of, of chopping them down, dude. I mean, look True. what Bellator threw at him. You yeah. know what I mean? Bellator threw Killers, him to the wolves, man. Absolutely. And he freaking Killers. destroyed that kid. Yeah. You know, and yeah. then they gave him Pico. Pico. Of course, you know, Pico's Pico. And, uh, you know, the next fight, they gave him that dude that's like 22 and 3. I know. The Brazilian guy, and John fucking beats him. How nuts. You know what I mean? Yeah, his run. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's elite, dude. When oh, you talk absolutely. about the best in Pittsburgh, he's, he's right up there. That's cool, though, man. I like when fighters, you hear it all the time. They fight somebody, and then they train together or become friends. Like, what what can you speak to to the, the bond that you get when you fight somebody in the cage? Oh, dude, it's insane. Yeah. Like, you just you just get a level of respect for for the person, you know, when you spend however many minutes yeah. trying to take each other's head off. And it's, I mean, it's funny you say that because one of my best friends was a guy that we met, and, and you know, when we met each other, it was, we were standing across the cage and, at Johnstown for Gladiators of the Cage oh, Lightweight nice. um, Amateur Championship. And uh, he was in my wedding in May, and I was in his wedding in June. That's you know what awesome. I mean? Like, that's how good of friends we nice. are. He's actually going to uh, Mexico with us here as I'm going to Mexico at the end of the month. Beautiful. And, uh, him and his wife are going to Mexico with me and my wife and, and some other friends that we have. Nice. But, uh, yeah, Who Cody, is that? Cody Carlheim. Okay. Uh, he's a um, jiu-jitsu guy um he's a black belt he's training under uh george gargell oh yeah out in uh, cincy, cincy. Yep. yeah out in nice. cincy now he, it's, he moved out there and he works for a trucking company that's out awesome there. so but that's who he's working with and stuff and he was back for christmas and i i got to be able to go get a roll in with him and stuff so that's awesome yeah man. but him and i became I really that. good friends um 
me and Richie Canalina did it twice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and you'll see Richie's us. the man. Yeah, you'll like anytime we're at a show, well both of us are at a show, you you'll you'll catch us talking to each other and stuff. Yeah. So, so but yeah, dude, you just you get a respect for somebody you tried to yeah. Did you and Richie go to decision both times? Split decision both who, times. Who won? I I legit. I'm not he saying you. Won. I I I did think Set so, me up. but I couldn't remember. Yeah. No, he <laughs> I really won both times. Yeah. And, yeah. You know they were they were both like that. that see, that's way. what I remembered about and, him. I was uh, like, either Ethan won twice yeah, or Richie so, won. I know one of you won both yeah, of them. So the first time, um, the first time we fought. I fought in Altoona mm-hmm. back when Altoona was doing shows. Um, and I fought there November 16th, somewhere around there, or whenever it was. It's November 20, I don't remember, 19th, somewhere around there. But I fought there. I finished the kid in the second round by a submission. I got out of the cage. My phone went off. I pulled my phone out of my, like after I get dressed and stuff, yeah, pulled yeah. my phone out of my pocket. Well, not even an hour later, Joe Demore. For those of you guys that don't know Joe Demore, he was used to be a matchmaker, stellar dude, loved him to death. Yep. Um, he used to be a matchmaker for Pinnacle back in the day, and uh, he's the one that brought me out to the Pittsburgh scene before this all happened too. So uh, Joe Demore texts me, said, "Hey, congrats on the win. Heard you look great tonight. Like we're still looking for somebody to fight Richie Cantalina. Yeah. Next week, and there was a Thanksgiving Eve show." They were like nine or ten days apart. Yeah. I remember when and Pinnacle used to always yeah. do the Thanksgiving show. And I'm like, all right. Like, was it for a belt? He's like, yeah, we can do it for a belt if I persuade you. And I just remember texting Joe back and being like, all right, dude, you got your fight. Like, nice. I'll see you there. Right then. So, and it's actually not even legal. So you have to have a minimum of 14 days in between fights. Really? Yeah. By by the, the state. You know, how that's, they, that's the How did that happen? Serb cleared it. Serb was like, yep. I imagine if I would have got beat up sure, or if sure. I would have lost, I'm sure he probably wouldn't have done it. But yeah, yeah. I had a pretty good showing in Altoona that night. That's and, awesome. Uh, you know, finished the kid early in the second round. And uh, they're like, yep, you <laughs> got your killer. fight. So I show up. At the time, I'm four and one, five and one, whatever my record was. You know, Richie was, Richie had three times the amount of fights I did. He yeah, has like 20 amateur fights. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm just, all right. Like, But that was the fight that put my name on the map. That was because me and him threw it down that night. We were like amateur fight of the year. And, uh, yeah, I just remember we went at it and, uh, <laughs> I remember gassing in that fight. <laughs> I remember thinking like, Oh, you know, I just fought, like I'm good to go. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. in shape. Yeah. I gassed out in that fight <laughs> and it was like, Nope, never again. Never going to do that shit again. Yeah. So, I feel like cardio has become a good weapon for you lately, man. Your, your yeah. conditioning, the Barbarina fight to me was like peak goss so oh, far yeah. that I've seen. Like, um, for sure. And that's all, that's all Ray Ross, buddy. Nice. Ray and Ray and his wife are at Gorilla House. I mean, so I don't know if you've ever been to Gorilla House. I've Ryan, actually ne- Ryan's been there. Yeah. I've never been there. Dude, the place is huge. Mm-hmm. Like 50 some thousand square, 57,000 square it's feet. A whole Three facility, tennis man. courts, big, like 15,000 square foot gym floor. That's beautiful. And the barbell club and stuff. And that's like, yep. that's all they do is, you know, cardio and conditioning, spin classes and stuff like that. Like they do some crazy stuff. And Ray is a drill sergeant. Nice. You know what I mean? You're in the back and you're doing a row machine. And you're like, Come on, you need to get freaking moving. Dude, Quit that's awesome. Like, Dude, he's on you. And uh, like it sucks to start doing it. Mm-hmm. And it sucks and sucks. And then it's like each time you do it, you get a little bit better, you're a little bit better. And then like for me, 
Like I just get zoned into it then. Mm. And usually like by the end of it, and we do it as a group, you know, me and the other fighters, mm-hmm. usually by the, like the last couple of weeks of it, like I'm lapping people. You nice. I mean, that's where I'm like, I'm you just know like, you're dialed in. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Di- I'm just dialed into it and I'm going. And uh, so the last couple cardio has been, you know, the Barbarina fight, I could have went, you know, I could have done that fight three more times. Yeah. It um, really did look like it too. And, like in the Tobias Taylor fight, Tobias had just as good a cardio as I did. Yeah, like he was in just as good a shape as I was. He was coming and, on uh, towards the end. It yeah. seemed I was I was surprised because the way he's built, he's that shorter, stockier, more oh, yeah. explosive. I thought he would gas out. Honestly, yeah, no, he was. It was the opposite. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was just. He was there just like I was. Like I wasn't tired. Right. And I think he was on the same level as me. We're like Barbarina. Like I wasn't tired, and I could tell Barbarina was. Yeah. You know, fading away. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, in that fight, like you know, Ray just kills us with cardio. And, uh, you know, I hate it when I do it, but <laughs> of course it's, it's worth it's it. so much nicer yeah. you know, when you're in there and you're, you know what yep. I mean? So well, that's so much better. The Sudo fight too. I mean, I feel like that third round probably won you the fight. The fact that you had a little gas in the tank. Yeah. The Sudo fight, I kind of, uh, I want to say hit a second wind. Mm-hmm. I remember in the second round, it was kind of like, I remember after the first round, I'm like, I'm a little bit more tired. Than I want to be right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, insert second round you know what i mean we end up i think he won the second round and i'm like all right like i gotta turn it on now you gotta so find third something. round come out and then the longer the fight went the more i just started yeah. stepping on the gas pedal and uh, i i'm sure that's what ended up you yeah. know sealing the deal for me in that fight i don't think he's fought since then has he did no, you, have you see he's not i don't he's not been very active like he didn't fight i mean he had he come right out of bellator when mm-hmm. he fought me yep and uh even before that bellator fight i think he's had like a long span you know, interesting in between, in between each fight and that, that kid was a good fighter i was man. just gonna say good he's fighter. super talented dude, man that, good that dude yeah. is good kid was yeah. uh like he was somebody at weigh-ins like dude he looks tiny and then at the fight you're like big. he looked like i mean like you think of the ideal fighter build whatever like lanky lean oh, yeah. strong he had the build uh, he had he this just, yeah i i read him like a book yeah you know, before that fight and he did everything I anticipated. Nice. You know what I mean? And it was just everything. I, I knew he liked to switch yep. stances a lot. And I knew when he switched, I knew he looked for that big leg kick. So I was like, okay, every time he switched, beat him to the punch. Beat yep. him to the punch. Yep. And, uh, you know, I ended up like kicking his leg off in that fight. Right. But, uh, you know, I was able to just find my range and find my find my distance. And that's like, so a big thing with fighting, especially on the feet, is, you know, range and, and timing. Yep. You know, once you find the distance... And once you find the timing, everything starts to change. Right. You know what I mean? And whether you're the one that found it out or the other guy's the one that found it out, like for a perfect example in that fight, I was the one that had the range and the timing mm-hmm. on him. Where the Tobias fight, the first two rounds, I had the range and the timing. In the third round, he started to pick up okay. mine. That makes right? sense. Yeah. And it made it way more of a chess match then. Yes. So I had to I had to change what I needed to do. I got you. So and at the end of the day, it's all about winning. So whatever you got to do to win. Right. But uh, that's the whole key in in the stand-up. You know, once you figure that out, and that's what we, you know, we do that a lot at Gorilla House. Like Coach Darren is, and he, him and I have a very similar similar style. And, uh, you know, so I, I pick it up. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It registers to me a lot quicker than it does some other people. But, uh, you know, what he coaches nonstop fucking works yeah, <laughs> i mean yeah, it yeah. works yeah so, 
you could tell in that Tobias fight, and he's a high-level striker anyway, yeah, which you knew going in. USA World right. Kickboxing Team, you know what I mean? So it makes sense that he would figure that out and, yeah. and adapt in the fly. But I, w- I wanted to ask you, how hard did he hit you in the third? Dude, round? hard. Okay, yeah, good. Hard. Because when so, I was watching it, I was like, dude. He had the- bricks for yeah. hands. I like, remember being like, holy shit, Ethan's chin. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, ah, same, like, So it, it didn't, it hit up here. Okay. Right, like right on the cheekbone is where it landed. And I just remember I bit on the on the faint yeah right and he just came around with that hook and it cracked and i remember it cracked and i was like shit like, <laughs> damn we got some pop for the yeah. third round yeah and uh you know he started to flurry and this is where rhymes like, oh dude you were almost out like you shut the fuck up i wasn't almost out <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah i got i got hit you know yeah, i got yeah. hit good and it was a flash he's like well, why'd you shoot then it's like well i'm not gonna stand there and fucking duke it out with him you <laughs> yeah. know what i mean he's yeah. on like he's coming he's on yeah yeah right? let him fucking do that you know what <laughs> i mean if he, that's what he wants to do let him do it he's yeah. ducking right underneath taking yeah. a takedown but uh yeah he hit i mean the kid had bricks for hands and he was deceiving because he was like five foot five but dude i bet his reach was just as longer longer than mine he was long like, he was yeah, a knuckle I was surprised too, like man. he had yeah. his knuckles like, like his arms were so long yeah. and he had an odd right hand like he, he threw it like kind of like a hook but kind of like an overhand at the Interesting. same time and he touched me with it yeah you know once or twice you know earlier in the fight you know yeah. where i would come in i would come off with a combo and then he and his thing was he would wait and then fire a big shot yeah right and, right uh, i was i was upset with that performance you mm-hmm. know what i mean i remember as soon as it ended i looked at ray and uh darren and i was like that was a shit performance mm-hmm. and i got one post you know, one picture i put on instagram where I said, I think I captioned it built different. Yeah. Where yeah. It was like, I'm undoing my gloves. And uh, like, you can just see, like, in my, like, that was me pissed. Yeah. That was yeah. me being like, just, this was, yeah. And, not but it. still, you know, I, and I was like kind of upset about it. Like, I had to call, you know, I called Ray and called Darren a couple of days later, like, talk about it. Like, it just, it irked me. Like, I'm going to be my own worst critic, too. Of course. And, uh, you know, like Darren said, he's like, you know, it was, he's like, something was different. He was like, you weren't like you were against Barbarina. He's like, think about it. What was different? What what was a little bit different about it? He's think about it, and then we'll figure it out. Nice. And uh, you know, he's like, even so, you know, you feel like you didn't have a great performance. He said you used thirty twenty seven across the board. He's like, that was a dominant win. Yeah. You sure. know, all three judges scored at thirty twenty seven. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I guess you're right. You know. Nice. Did you know in the heat of the moment that you won? Did you feel like? Um. Yeah. Uh. Solely because two and three were mine. Right. One was I didn't know because yeah. he, the only reason I didn't know was because he scored that takedown. I was gonna say he took you yeah. down a reverse. I couldn't remember. Yeah, which no, it he was. he got in on a body lock against the fence, and yep. it was like I had two options, and one was either come over the head and give up my back, mm-hmm. or the other one was just give up the takedown and end up in the guard. Right, and I chose the latter sure. of the two, <laughs> and uh, I'd rather not give up my back. Makes sense, but. Uh, yeah, and I mean, I was down for, I don't know, 35, 45 seconds. But mm-hmm. I didn't know how the judges were going to, you know what I mean? You never know. Right. And uh, But he didn't do anything once he was on right. the ground. Like, he literally, right. like, clamped him down on guard, and I think I was working, for, like, for a triangle setup or something. Sure. And, uh, you know, he didn't really do much. So And then after I watched the fight back, like, the commentators and stuff were saying about, like, how I was, like, clearly kind of in control. And um, after watching it back, I'm like, ah, I was kind of see that. You know what I mean, yeah. I was I was in control, so like, okay, like I I can see how it was thirty twenty seven. Definitely, but I I figured at bare minimum it was going to be a twenty nine twenty eight. Nice, you know, for me. Are you so. ranked in jujitsu, by the way? Do you train I, in gi? Yeah, I actually am receiving my black belt in November. Wow, 
Dude, yeah. I did not realize. Yeah, that. there you go. Nice. Jump on it. I did uh, not realize that. Yeah, um, I've been a brown belt since 2020. Okay. Um, and then uh, which my buddy Lenny, he was the one that kind of promoted me because he's he's a one one stripe black belt now. Wow. Um, him and uh, my old coach Jason Dignan, that was who I started uh, mm-hmm. doing uh, gi jiu-jitsu under. Because I, I my first I didn't do gi until I was already you know one fight into my pro career okay so wow um but yeah and we're we're affiliated with um called round table which okay. is brad souders and he oh, knows yeah. like you know yeah everybody gotcha. knows yeah. they're down there tca yep um yeah not far from where you definitely yeah. yeah that's super close actually um, yeah and they just brad just did a seminar at the gym there a couple of weeks ago okay up i at, did up a gorilla house that post, and, yeah. yeah that's and, awesome uh, you know he told me then that i think like november 12th or something we're gonna do my back belt black ceremony belt, yeah promotion killer so. Congrats, man. That's Thank huge. You. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> Hopefully, I mean, we we would prefer that you're not a 247 fighter by that point. You know, <laughs> that's kind of, we love yeah, having you for no sure. loving you, man. <laughs> what the hell? No, yeah. Um, ideally, like, I hope it happens, but yeah. it is what it is. You know what I mean? It's going to be. Um, my thing, I, I'm such a determined person, mm-hmm. and it's both a curse and a blessing. Sure. Like, if there's something I want, like it, it might be eight years from now, yeah. But yeah. I'm gonna get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And so it was like that for me with you know fighting, wanting to be able to turn pro. You know, once I turned pro, then it was on a hunt for a title. You know what I mean? I failed twice and mm-hmm. and trying for it, and then uh, you know eventually come around where I put the shit together and like so the next step for me is like, I just want the chance. You know, to, to compete. Because I feel like me on my best day, I can compete with anybody in the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so I just want that. I just want the opportunity. Yeah. But I know you got to work your ass off for it. And like I said, it's a blessing and a curse because you'll put yourself through hell. Yeah, I mean. Trying to get it. Your but, schedule's nuts. I mean, yeah. you work full-time, train full-time, basically. Full-time husband now yeah. as well. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I basically run my own business um my dad and i run an excavating business together and stuff so I'm, like i'm not just sitting i'm not running around <laughs> yeah. doing paperwork and stuff like i'm out yeah. in the ditch yep you know shoveling freaking mud and, yeah, yeah you know what i mean doing building roads and we're doing all the shit so uh yeah it's a grind dude it's non-stop a grind and like i've, I've told so many people you know that that wants to get into this and wants to try it. i'm like you know if this is what you want to do like you got to put you got to put them eggs mm. all in that basket, yep. you know, and everything else around it has to, you know, work around fighting yep. because it's, and it's such a dangerous sport because if, if you half ass it, dude, you're going to get hurt. Gonna like, you're going to legit get, you're yeah. going to get your nose broke. You're going to get your arm and shit's going to get broke. Yeah. So, and, and you'll see it a lot where a lot of, and, and like Kama, I think said it perfectly on one of these podcasts where he's like, look now. Like, go back to 2012 or 13 and tell me how many guys are st- on yep. that poster from then that are still fighting now. Yep. And he's absolutely right. Like, sport weans people out. Weans Crazy, people out. Crazy, man. And that's why, like, when it comes to, like, my advice to amateur fighters, you know, like, these guys coming up and stuff, like, dude, take your time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Don't rush it because it, it is, it's a whole different ball game when you go pro. Mm-hmm. That's it. There ain't no more easy fights. There ain't no more, like, lackluster people. Yep. to be matched with yep. like you're mad you're like if you become a professional athlete in fighting like you you got some serious killing capabilities for sure um so a lot of these guys will get to three and oh four and oh and i'm not singling anybody out 
Um, but you, I've just you see it so much more now than I did back when I was. Yeah. Um, these guys get three and zero, four and zero. They're like, yeah, I'm going pro. I'm going pro. I'm like, you can do what you want, you know. But if you want my advice, like, I would get five, six, seven fights, eight right. fights. Like I did eleven. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I always told like our guys, like, try to do, try to do ten. That was common you know? with that first rush comma you like yeah. all those guys we just talked about richie cantalina had yeah. like 20 literally yeah like i mean that was common like perfect example like some of these guys are like oh you know they're two and oh three and oh like oh nobody wants to fight me bullshit somebody mm. will fight you yeah, you know yeah i mean yeah. i guarantee you somebody will fight you <laughs> I mean, you know dates might not work out for certain people but somebody will fight yeah, you yeah you know so you take that time as an amateur and you you figure out how to become a fighter right You've learned to be basically a martial artist. Mm-hmm. You know, you you hone your craft in fighting. You learn how to what works for you, what doesn't work for you, what style, what you, you grappler, striker, wrestler, whatever. Right. But it's also a time where you learn the business, right? Because at the end of the day, this is a business, right? Like promotions, fighting, you know, UFC, two four seven, everywhere, every every promotion is a business. So everybody's got to make money. Yep. Right. You got to make money, and the promotion's got to make money. Now, as a fighter. You're just a spoke on the wheel, and the wheel's going to keep turning, whether you're on there or not. Perfect example is Conor McGregor, right? Yeah. Hasn't fought in two years. UFC just recorded the best two last two years they've ever had right. without him. You know yeah. what I mean? And he's the biggest cash cow they've ever had. No one fighter is bigger than the business, and you see guys try to price themselves out and shit all the time, right? So you got to, I mean, you got to know what you're worth, but you also got to be realistic with it. Right. And as an amateur, that's your time to learn that. You know, learn the business, learn to be marketable, learn to be able to sell tickets, um, learn to get fans behind you and, and make people excited to see you fight. So if you're an amateur guy, for example, if you're 4-0 as an amateur and you're doing $500 in ticket sales, right, you want to go pro now. That's it. That's it. I'm ready to go pro. You know what I mean? So you jump pro. Now in your, in, in your head, you're doing five hundred dollars worth of ticket sales just for the promotion to cover you. Yeah, right. You gotta do, you gotta be paid two fifty to show, two fifty to win. Yep, that's just your ass. Exactly. If you're the red corner dude, like you're supposed to be covering the blue corner, at least some of the blue corner guys pay yep. too, because that guy's got to be paid too. Absolutely. So, and you, you can't keep robbing from Peter to pay Paul. You know what I mean? That's, <laughs> the, that's the old saying. Nice. You can't keep doing it because eventually it's going to lose. You know, yep. the promotion's going to lose money. The promotion loses money. It's going to disappear. You know what I mean? It becomes too hard. So like fighters, you know, when you, when you're coming up through the ranks, pay attention to things, mm-hmm. right? Pay attention to the, the promotion and how it works. Pay attention to the business. Watch these guys like comma guys like Patton. Patton figured it out. Yeah. Right. Um, watch some of these guys and see how they, you know, what they do, whether it's social media shit, whether it's, you know, just how they fight, you know, whatever, learn what's going to work for you, become marketable. And then you're going to be a, you know what I mean? You're going to be something that's, you're going to be an asset you have on a card. Yeah. I'm coming from two and a half hours away and you guys load me on a card all the time. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But I also am out selling 90% 90% of the people here in Pittsburgh, which is should not happen. True. You know what I mean? It <laughs> yeah, just we should, talked about it. Yeah. It should not happen. Like, Jericho talked about it. Like, Dude. he said, and he was like, yeah, nothing against Goss, but Goss shouldn't be headlining shows in Pittsburgh. And he's absolutely right. Yep. You know what I mean? There should be dudes out selling me like crazy. You put me in Altoona? Yeah, oh, I'm going to yeah. outsell everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, I'm doing, you know, 
it is two thousand dollars worth of ticket sales coming from two and a half hours away. Now, granted, I've been around a lot longer. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys have pretty much already seen the evolution of my fading hairline <laughs> in the sport. You've been watching from the beginning. That's but. the real improvement. Like, not to say anything about your skill set, but the hairline evolution yeah. is really the yeah, story. It started here, and now it's back here. You know what I mean? So. But yeah, that's awesome. I, I mean, that'd just be my advice, you know, to, to guys coming up. Well, know. that's beautiful advice. And especially from our end, I do. I hope people listen to that and, and really take something from it because it's exactly what you just said. There's an attractiveness to that. And Ryan, for sure, like this, he owns the business. He started the business. Mm-hmm. It's his money fueling it. That stuff matters. Like we can't go out of business. Oh, that's know, the bottom line. Like well, how many promotion? I think the, the most shows a pittsburgh promotion ever had was 21 i think gladiators of the cage had 21 shows did they have that many yeah uh, i, I, I didn't think even know that i think and we're coming up on 17 i think yeah it's like we're right there to become the longest running pittsburgh mma promotion and it's the number's not that high like 21 isn't very many yeah no and you guys are definitely growing too, yeah you know what right I mean? like you can see that it's it's growing and growing yeah, and growing. Yeah. And ryan's right you know ryan's a business man he's he's he knows what he's yeah, doing he, knows man. What he he's definitely doing. knows what he's um, doing and uh, you know he's financially able to do what he's doing, right? So, uh, but you know a lot of these other guys, you know that you've seen like Pinnacle. I remember when Pinnacle was like they were the cat's ass. They were you know when they got started, they were everybody Dude, their first card, Pinnacle, yeah. And oh, like they were oh scouting. They were like they picked me up in Greensburg when I fought for WCC. Nice. Like I no sooner won the fight, stepped out of the cage, and Joe Demore was right there to shake my hand. Like, hey, what do you think about fighting for Pinnacle in August? I'm That's like, yeah. beautiful. I don't know who Pinnacle is. But yeah, let's <laughs> I'm do it. in. Let's <laughs> do that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was pretty much you know how I got started in Pittsburgh, and then uh, oh, that's sweet. I didn't realize that. Yeah, nice. and uh, you know, then then next thing you know, it was fighting twice in ten days, and t- fighting on four days' notice, and fighting on five days' notice, yeah. and going to yeah. Toledo, Iowa, to fight an undefeated kid with all first round finish. That was a four day notice fight. Like, that seems like good business decision. Yeah, right yeah. There. you know, I was young and dumb and four, you know what? So. <laughs> nice. nice. So, but all of this is to say, I think, like, you would not be where you are today without that path. Oh, I yeah. think you needed Absolutely. that. And to tie into your point of some of these amateurs that go pro after one, two, three mm-hmm. fights. I'm not saying there is a right or a wrong way because yeah, everybody's everybody's different. Absolutely. Like there are some guys who are yep. they come from a crazy back, like Bo Nickel being yep. an example. Like he doesn't Absolutely. need seven amateur mm-hmm. fights. Like that I mean, just doesn't make sense. Look at Dalton Rasta. Right. Dude, he had what? Did he have five or seven five, amateur fights? Yeah. Something like that? Dude, he had how many amateur fights? Yeah. You know? And he's a absolute mo- like he's the he real deal. Ready. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's he's yeah. he's the real deal. You know what yeah. I mean? Some guys are a lot quicker than others. Yeah, like Cam. Cam could have went pro by now. Cam Cam competes at a pro level. Oh, you know, he, I mean, he's a super high level amateur. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of some other ones. Uh, oh, just by training with him, uh, Bobby Murda. You know, what I mean, that kid's that kid's pretty high level. Yeah, I you know. know you, you, if I was if I was him, I would probably do one or two more. Yeah, you know, just to solify just that. to make sure. And I, I would. And the next two that I'm doing, I would be gunning down the best of the best kind of like what cam did how he mm-hmm. fought starner mm-hmm. you know what i mean cam was six and oh and beat some studs you know and then takes on a dude that finally pushed him yeah you know that was um, a great fight yeah it's one of my favorite fights oh yeah yeah and i that was 
So they scored out of third. That was bullshit. There was no 30-27. Nah, Cam won one, at least Cam one. Cam for sure. Runner. I mean, yeah, the round I mean, that he almost, he literally yeah. almost finished it. Yeah, and like, he had it, like, scored a takedown and stuff. Yeah. That was that was a shit decision. But um, Starner's, a, and look how that, he's two or three and oh now. Yeah. Like, his career has, yeah, he's, kid's legit. he's the real deal, that's man. That's what I mean. Yeah. And uh, that's what you need to do. You know, you get your feet wet as an amateur. You get a couple fights in. You know, maybe you get the three and oh, four and oh. All right. Now yeah. we start, now we start taking on. The best of the best, right? You know right. I mean, I I fought Richie Candelina, right after I fought Richie. You know, I ended up going to uh, Ohio to fight, and he actually texted me there a little bit ago. So you give me a shout out, I'll tune in. Yeah, <laughs> uh, nice. I ended up going to Ohio to fight Darrell Hodge. Oh, nice. you know what I mean? And go. dude, he was the beast back in the day. Uh, like, dude, he's, he's, he's a beast is. now. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, he was the guy, right? That's the guy that knocked out Cody Garbrandt. Right. That's the guy yep. that his only loss was to my teammate, Tyler Saltzman. Which, I don't know if you remember Saltzman. Saltzman's yeah. an animal. So, yeah. He, Tyler was my first teammate. I, did, was, I never I started knew that. at Lionheart. Yep, that That's was, awesome. I started a state college in Lionheart with Tyler Saltzman, Mike Putnam, Ben Grove. That's I a mean, crew, dude. That is a crew. And, uh, but, yeah. Hodge was number one nationally ranked. Like, Dude. and uh, I remember they hit me up. I think it was Scott Corbin hit me up about fighting, and, and I forget they offered me one fight, and I'm like, nah, they're like, uh, it's I, I need to work on a little bit of things. Then they mm-hmm. hit me up again, was like, hey, do you know anybody that wants to fight at 145 for a belt? And I just standing back, I was like, dude, if I'm gonna come to Ohio, like I want, I want a stiff competition. You know yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah. Like I want, <laughs> you know, I want somebody that's it's gonna be tough to beat. He's a cool. That's what we're trying to do is match Hodge. Yeah. I remember texting <laughs> Scott back like, oh, like you're trying to book for Hodge. That guy. Like, yeah. He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, give me a minute. Yeah, so yeah. I call up Ose, who was my boxing coach at the time over at Penn State. Like, hey, you know, they want me to fight Hodge. Saltzman beat Hodge. You know, I know Hodge freaking knocked out Garbrandt. Like, obviously this kid's good. Yeah. He's like, oh, he's, you know, I think Ose was kind of on the fence about it. Like, you ready? You're not ready? I'm yeah. like, dude, I want to do it. He's like, all right, man, you want to do it? We'll do it. And uh, the only footage I've had of Hodge was the 40-second clip of him starching Cody Garbrandt. <laughs> That's what you right? got to work with. And so I'm like, this kid's a striker. Oh, right? no. So, man, I spent <laughs> weeks. Uh, I spent, that's my dad calling. I spent oh, nice. weeks um, preparing for a striking fight. Get in there and figure out that he was a state place winner. And <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, damn, I wish I'd have known that. Oh, like, no. Uh, yeah. So he kind of ragdolled me into wrestling and stuff. But like, I mean, I had my moments on the feet because I remember I, I landed a great shot in the third round where I thought, like, I'm going to finish change him. the fight. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. But, uh, you know, and I'm like, okay, well, that made me learn that, like, I got to study opponents a little better from now on. Damn, but, man. Uh, yeah, Who shout out to Hodge, though, dude. The, the kids. He's and, and here's another thing about Hodge that nobody knows. Right after I fought him, I was supposed to fight for Pinnacle. Mm-hmm. And Pinnacle, my fight fell through. I think it was like a week out. Mm. And I got this message from this guy in Toledo, Ohio, primetime MMA. I don't know if they still do shows or not. He's like, hey, do you want to come up and fight Jordan Espinoza? I want to say it's Jordan or, I don't, or something like that. Okay. Um, the kid was 7-0, first round finish. It's not on my topology for some reason. Weird. He was seven and zero, all first round finishes. Four days out, it was Toledo, Ohio, seven hours away. Sure, you know what I mean. Uh, I I remember texting Demore and be like, "Hey, like I got offered this fight. Do you guys have anything in Pittsburgh? If not, like you care if I take it?" And he was like, "Dude, like most people wouldn't even ask. Like, nah, yeah, go true. ahead and take it." So I took it, and uh, I 
texted Hodge and was like, hey, bro, um, you know, I'm like, you near Toledo? He's like, oh, I'm like two hours away. Why? And I was like, I got offered a fight up there, but I don't have no cornerman or anything to go because it's such short notice. Like, as I just thought maybe if you were close, he's like, dude, I'll come up corner. That's sick. Nice. I'm like, all right, cool. You know what I mean? So he came up. And uh, he wrapped my hands and shit and worked a corner for me. Nice. And uh, everybody, like, and I, I marked that kid. You know what I mean? I had a great night that night. And I, I dominated that kid. And uh, I remember people in the corner was like, dude, you can tell you and your cornermen work together. <laughs> like, like, Hodge was really good at, like, keeping me laughing. Like, we're right. in between rounds. He's like, that's awesome. I was like, dude, I was like, man, he's kicking my leg real hard. Like, I don't want to eat anymore. He's like, yeah. And then I got cut. I was like, Mike, how bad is he? He goes, ah, you're still pretty, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, dude, he's so a he's a good liar too. He's a good dude, good dude. You know what I mean? To do that for somebody he oh, just beat right. up, and then right. they were like, "Dude, how do you have three losses? Like, dude, how do you?" I was like, "Dude, the guy just cornered me. It was a guy that just beat me." Yeah, you know what I mean, that ties right back to when we were talking about how you kind of form friendships yeah. through fighting. I mean, that's the perfect example, right? Yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. And Jarrell Hodge, man, if if you guys, if anybody listening doesn't know him, you you got to look you into get, him. He's you, one of the best from this that, region yeah. of all time, honestly. Um, you know, he's what he's getting ready to fight for the LFA bantamweight yep. title. Yep. And, uh, you know, props to him because I feel like the kid should have got a shot. I mean, I he should have so got too. a contender series shot exactly. or something by now. I, it, yeah, I mean, kind of, you did have the Bellator fight, but it wasn't yeah. really like a Bellator deal yeah. kind of thing. It was like a one off. But you and him are both similar in that regard where you look at what you've done and it's like, man, how, like, what yeah, separates well, you guys yeah. from the dudes who are, you yeah. know, like, who what do, more get do you got to do? Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, you know he definitely deserves his deserves his chance. And like, come on, UFC, we're getting old here now. You Dude, know what I mean? Like, I'm we're, on, we're on our thirties now. Yeah, yeah. We're middle aged men. <laughs> come <laughs> no on, doubt. help us out. No doubt, man. And I know Jarrell. I actually saw him post because I think it was Paul Felder and Joe Rogan. It was mm-hmm. definitely Joe Rogan. They were just talking about how somebody knocked out Cody Garbrandt as an amateur. And they yeah. they never said his name. They never looked it up yeah. or anything. So we got you, Jarrell. We know it's you. Yeah, yeah. yeah we know. Don't worry. We'll, we'll, we'll this is the real podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, dude, it's it's been a wild journey for you, and, and we've been talking for almost an hour, an hour ish, and haven't even mentioned <laughs> the title defense, the lineup yeah. that you have coming up. Oh. This dude, Calvin Harbaugh. We didn't know a lot about him. But clearly a very... We found out. Yeah, we found out pretty oh. quickly. He, he yeah. kind of ran through Shaka a little bit, looked great, grappling. Mm-hmm. We he, Very opportunistic grappler, aggressive grappler. What did you like about this matchup? Because as we've talked about, you need something at this stage in your career that excites you. You yep. kind of said it about the Hayes fight. Yep. Like, I wasn't up for that. It didn't, like, mm-hmm. excite me. What about this one is doing that for you? Um, It's completely different than the last one, right? Mm-hmm. So the last one was, you know, USA World Kickboxing competitor so it was a stand-up fight right Right. and uh, i had the privilege i was on the table you know the commentary table the night that he fought chaka and uh you know at the time i didn't really think anything of it like because i'm because chaka fights at a lower weight class than me right they did a catch weight at 140 mm-hmm. and uh you know i've trained with chaka before too a couple of times and this kid comes out you know and he kind of imposes his will and his wrestling and i mean he stuck the chaka like glue on the on the ground exchanges and, and the grappling and stuff. And I'm like, oh, this kid's, this kid's pretty yeah. decent. You know what I mean? He looks, looks pretty good on the ground. And, uh, you know, show ends. Ryan's like, yeah, he's like, he said he wanted a title fight. He's like, I told him the only thing I have, a pro would be a 145. And I was like, I'll entertain that. Like, yeah, I'll yeah. do that. Yeah. So it excites me because it's a new challenge. And this kid is very enthused. Like he's, he's got a yes. lot of enthusiasm. Yes. Like he is, uh, 
very excited mm-hmm. for the opportunity, and I know he's putting in work. Yep. And I know he's like bringing what he's got, and that excites me. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Because now it's like okay, and, and Dominic Cruz I think said it best. Like getting to the belt is the easy part, and that shit was hard as hell. Yeah. <laughs> but getting to the belt is the easy part. Keeping it's even harder. Yep. Yep. You hear so, that. Now you got the target on your back, and now I got the target on my back, and he's coming down from Michigan to take it. So yeah, dude, he's you know. not, he's not coming into Pittsburgh to leave without that no. belt. That's he for showed damn that. Sure. He showed yeah. that against Chaka. Like he wasn't coming into Pittsburgh to be an opponent. He was coming into Pittsburgh to make a know, name. Yeah, make yeah. a statement and let people know who he was. And like I said, that excites me. Yeah, it is. Now you're coming into Pittsburgh, and now you're trying to take something from me. Yep, you know what I mean. Yep. That that I've been busting my ass for, you know, these last few years. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, okay, yeah. And it's and the style of fight that it picks up. Um, because, you know, he's definitely more of a grappler heavily Absolutely. grappler grappler heavy, you know, style fighter. And uh it's like great, you know, complete change from what the last it time really was. It really is, yeah. Yep. That's and, fun. Uh, you know, I feel like I can I can do this either way. You know, yeah. I, I always pride myself on being very well-rounded. You know For what I mean? Sure. I can bang it out on the feet with most people, and I can grapple on the ground with most people. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me because you've said about how much you research your opponents and everything, but I'm glad that you noticed how enthusiastic he is because oh, that yeah. that's the word I would use to a T. Like, that's what we've noticed with him as well. In terms of somebody who is taking this opportunity and, like, understanding that this is a big moment for him. Oh, yeah. He gets that. He's mm-hmm. encouraging people to come down. He just, just messaged us today. He's like, I'm bringing a couple vans full of people with me from Michigan. That's like, we're bringing... Awesome. We're coming. You know I mean, that's yeah. great. I, got, I, hope he does, I hope he brings a pile of people down yeah. with him. Um, you know, that's great for great for all of us. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, it did. I mean, the kid's definitely excited. Like, mm-hmm. there's no doubt. I don't know how old he is or anything, but... I don't know he, either. Do you know he's, uh, he's definitely excited yeah. about the opportunity. And that excites me and he, to get me excited, right? No doubt, no, no doubt. And he has that long-term vision as well. Like yeah. This is the first world title he's going to win yep. on his way to winning more titles. Mm-hmm. He's 27. There 27. How old are you? 31? 31. Just turned 31. We're both January, baby. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, man? Yeah, what's up, dog? Cool people born in January. Hell, hell yeah. You hell know. with the rest of you guys. You Don't know shake what it is. your head, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> When's yours, Danny? April 7th. Oh, oh wow. Yes. A week before the fight. Dude, I I want to. Can we talk about weigh-ins for this fight? Is that is this something that you want to put out there? Is this oh, a surprise? Oh yeah. Um. So I like no. It's it's it, it might happen. It might not. I don't know yet. Okay. Um. I won't know until closer to time. But so my uncle, <laughs> right? Um. For a kid who grew up in the sticks, I got some pretty cool, yeah, pretty cool pretty stuff. Cool connections. Yeah, yeah. Um. My uncle is a retired brigadier general. From the United States military. So that's just, you know, the four star generals is the highest rank in the United States military. So he was two or three stars away from that. Okay. But he crazy got a pilot light. He's one of them people that, like, you ever see the Dosaki's commercial, Most Interesting yeah, Man? Yeah, he just that's, does everything. Yeah, that's yeah. him. Scuba dive, like, has a pilot license. So he always had planes and stuff. And I don't know, it was maybe 15, 10, 12 years ago, he wanted to, um, be able to fly a helicopter and it's a totally different style uh, sure. like license and stuff so he went and gets his license and um next thing you know uh, 
we got to go up to his house with a backhoe to unload a freaking <laughs> <laughs> a helicopter, right? So he's got this two-seater helicopter, and he'd hover so around nuts. the yard for a while and stuff. And, <laughs> Just uh, casually yeah. flying my helicopter and, uh, around. Then he got, you know, we went through a couple. We bought a couple. I don't know. He's probably had four or five helicopters, maybe. Oh, my God. And, uh, so we talked about, like, I, I had a bad experience on going to one of the shows. I think it was the DeJesus fight. So they were doing the Oktoberfest, I think, in Evansburg. Oh, no. Did I tell you this story? No, no, I don't so, know this. I'm excited. They had the world's largest potato. And I got stuck behind that motherfucker on the way to weigh-ins. <laughs> like I'm sucked out on weight. I mean, su- I'm, dude, this thing took a 53-foot flatbed up. No. Police escort taking both lanes. We're running 40 <laughs> mile an hour out 22. And I'm on my way to weigh-ins, and I'm just like, dude, I'm ready to like kill somebody because I am just, I am so irritable and irritated. Like, as soon as there's any kind of traffic jam or something, I'm like dude. instantly pissed off. I'm stuck behind a fucking potato. <laughs> Like evolve things, you get stuck behind a potato. How big was? Did it take up dude, it the was whole? Huge. It was like eight foot wide, what? like like twenty, thirty foot long, dude. It was dude, huge. It was that insane. Is so I remember nuts. being like, "What is that?" Like, and then finally we got up close enough to it. I'm like, "What the? Like, oh, a literal potato? Yeah, dude, a potato." <laughs> So is like, this why you love Middlesworth so much? You feel like you're taking out revenge on yeah. potatoes, <laughs> dude. That's it was unreal. I've never seen anything like it in my life. But uh, so we get stuck behind this thing, and then I'm like, oh man. And then I was saying to my uncle before about like being stuck behind. He's like, oh, we gotta just fly out the way in sometime. And he was like, yeah, we could do that. And we looked like Monroeville's a no fly zone, so we couldn't fly into Monroeville. Okay. But we talked about as in you know, the Washington show's coming up. So nice. my whole purpose is flying out so i don't get stale. i mean you just lift off straight shot drop Boom. in yeah so i said to you guys like hey i'm gonna check with him i know his helicopter needs uh inspected and i know it, uh, i think it needs some stuff done to it yeah, yeah but uh and he's in florida they just him and my aunt just left for florida okay so they're gonna be in florida for a month or two so i don't know if he's gonna be able to sure. get it done in time if he if he does end up getting back and have you know everything ready in time then that might be something we do but uh we were gonna fly in that's the way he was gonna fly in i said we just need a spot big enough for him to drop down and yep. you know come let, out with the yeah, belt on your shoulder let dude. me off the, <laughs> let me out and uh probably like my aunt maybe ride out with my wife you know and then she yeah. can hop in with him and fly back but he flies out to pittsburgh and stuff all the time sure so that's a baller move dude yeah i mean that's next level for sure so that's what i said like dude that'd be crazy like good for me good for you yeah, you know yeah, yeah. marketing like it'd be It'd be pretty wild, you know. Where who That's who nice. else has a fighter? Who else has their champ fly in in a helicopter? I so. I've never seen it, but yeah. I remember the Steelers training camp. Antonio Brown flew in on a helicopter one time to training camp, and it made headline. Everybody's yeah. writing about it. So, so <laughs> yeah, That's, uh, that'll get us noticed, man. You know what I mean? Hopefully, hopefully it happens. Yeah. But- uh, like I said, nothing's etched in stone. I surely do not want to get stuck behind a fucking potato. Again, I'll, but. We'll make sure. We'll take care of the potatoes. We'll scout uh, the highway for you. Make sure it's a no potatoes. That was, in. That was <laughs> dude. I mean, like, <laughs> what are the odds? Just, yeah, like, exactly. Like, I, like, are you serious like, right now? You're so mad about it, but at the same time, you almost can't be mad. Like, it's so ridiculous yeah. that you can't even. Oh, at the like, time, I was mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. At the time, I was mad. Sure. But, like now, looking back at it, it's like everyone laughs at it. Like, like now, it's kind of fun it too. It is kind of like, fun now, dude. Yeah. That, that just. <laughs> yeah, dude. That was so stupid. So, yeah. after the Tobias fight, I want to shout out the post-fight interview was like mint. Mm-hmm. You, how much did you plan that? 
Not really. I just, just kind of knew what I wanted to say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I knew what I wanted to say. Ron's like, did you, did you like rehearse that? And I'm like, no. He was like, well, you said, you know. It was good. 24. He said, hell, even 24 hours. Like, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I just, that's me being me, man. That was my whole career. You know, <laughs> yeah, it didn't matter what. Well, day. we just talked yeah. about all that. It yeah. didn't, it didn't matter yeah. who, when, or where, you know, yeah. it was always like, let's do it. And, then, fight. you know, with the UFC, that would be, you know, if they called, I don't care. I yeah. don't care if it's Dubai. I don't care if it's Texas. That's so sick. I don't care if it's yeah. Mexico. You know what I mean? I got a passport. I don't care. Could be any of them, any, too. Anywhere. Yeah. I'll go anywhere. I don't care if it's the Apex. I'd rather it be a you know, a, a show with an audience. For but, sure. Um, yeah, I'll take I'll take whatever they give. Nice. Um, and like, you know, when we talked to my management team, um, which I just signed with I don't know, a couple months ago. Back in November. I think mm-hmm. November. I signed with uh Martin's agency group, which is Michael Chandler's, Dave Ryan Mar- Bader, Dave Martin. Dave Martin, yep. He's the man, dude. Uh, I love that Michael guy. Chandler, Ryan Bader, I think DC, Luke Rockhold. I, yeah, I didn't Gary even know Gillespie. you signed with them. Yeah, I'm signed Robbie with Lawler. Now. Yep, Robbie Lawler. Dude, um, they're the best. I signed with them in November. Nice. So, uh, Congrats, that's, man. That's my uh, management team now. So, uh, you know, and we talked with him and stuff, and, you know, I told him, like, I'm not opposed to a... Uh, doing another Bellator fight, but mm-hmm. I would just be a little bit more picky with for not, sure. Not picky about man. You know I mean, I'd be more like you know. No, yeah. I'm not coming in and fighting Aaron Pico and Pico the first right fight, away. You know yeah, I mean? exactly, exactly. Like, ease me into it a little bit, <laughs> dude. So we had when I worked for Flow Combat, um, LFA. I I still don't know exactly why it wasn't branded LFA, but we were streaming an event in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And it was Dave Martin yep. and his guys were like running the whole. It was basically them behind the scenes yep. doing everything. They had Rockhold, like they had, flew in a bunch of the fighters to be there. Robbie Lawler was there. Yeah. And for that weekend, it ended up just being called Sioux Falls Fight Night. If you look at the, if you want to look up yeah. the card on uh, technology, yeah, not called LFA. It wasn't branded LFA. Like at the last, like it was up until about two weeks out, and they were like something. I don't know. Yeah. What, I really don't know what happened. But yeah. the card is stacked. Like for a fun card to look back on, like Logan Storley was on it, Deron yeah. Wynn was on it, like David Machad was on it. It I was meant, a great card. I met uh, the ruthless one yes. and Logan Storley at Bellator and State College because nice. Logan was on that card. Yeah, and uh, I remember I was in the locker room with same locker room as him and That's uh, Robbie Lawler. And I just remember like to Robbie is like a different guy. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You you talk to him and you're like, hey man, like dude, your fight was amazing. He's just like. Thank you. Yeah. Like, super, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of socially awkward. But uh, then you see him get up and glove up and he starts moving around with Logan. And I'm like, oh, dude, this is cool. Like, this, is this shit in first, you know. And that would have been when Robbie was like peaking a yeah, little Robbie bit. Too. Yeah, Robbie was the he champ. Was the shit I think at that Robbie point. was the, I think yeah. he was the champ then. Yeah. Because I think he just that beat, time, yeah. he either just beat Rory or he just beat um, Condit. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he beat, he just beat one of those two. That's sick. So, uh, but yeah, and I actually I was in Vegas, and was there. I mean, I had pretty good oh, tickets wow. the night that he won the belt off Johnny Hendricks. Wow, so, nice. Yeah, I mean, uh, we have a little bit of history. Yeah, look at that. He I doesn't like know it, it but, he, we, but it, for you, it's yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we went out to dinner one night, and he was there. And I don't know this. This it cracked me up for some reason because Lawler to me was like this brawler, this tough. Yeah. Like I assume he drinks Miller Light. <laughs> He had like a fine red wine. Uh, <laughs> I just remember being like, "It's like seeing Stone Cold Steve Austin drink wine." Exactly, right? exactly. It's like, man, this isn't what I expected. Yeah. Expecting some Steve Wazers and yeah. shit. Yeah, so but that was a great. I, I didn't know that you were now represented by them, man. They're they're the best. Yeah. We had 
Yeah, I actually talked with Ryan yeah. about it like before I signed with okay. it stuff, and uh, you know we kind of you know, just briefly looked over the contract and everything with Ryan, which yeah, sure. You know, um, <laughs> and uh, you know I had another friend of mine that's like big business oriented guy. Yep. Um, he looked over it with me and stuff too, and I mean it was just basic contract, but um, you know yeah, and we ended up so and and the thing that I liked, so we talked with Sucker Punch, and this is nothing against Sucker Punch. But they just, like, they got 500 irons in the fire. Oh, you know dude. what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're loaded. Like, they're obviously, they're good at what they do. For sure. Loaded. Yep. But, like, these guys are a bit small group. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But their their group that they have are a good group. Elite. Yeah. 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 So. A little and, more attention. Yeah, yeah. And they gunned me down. Like, I didn't. Interesting. Yeah. So they found out through, I think, Caden, mm-hmm. Darren's the oldest boy. They found out about me through him. Mm-hmm. And then they tracked Darren down and contacted him about wanting to speak to me. And then I think Dan was fighting for Mavericks. We were all in the car. Me, Darren, Ray, Kim, and, you know, they wanted to call us. So he called us and, you know, he wanted to talk and all this stuff. And then and he was like, hey, you know, he got my number and stuff. And he was like, hey, you know, I can't just make this decision on my own to sign you. You know, I'm going to have to bring in, you know, one of the higher up guys. And so we'll do another conference call. Nice. And then, so him and Randall... Um, I can't remember Randall's last name. They both called me another like the night later. I mean, this was kind of a quick process. This all yeah. happened like within four or five days. Wow. So they man. were like, and I'm like, okay, like these guys want me. You know yeah, what I mean? exactly. They're coming for me. Exactly. It's not like me trying to, you know, knock the door down. You know, trying to because I was trying to talk to uh, Jason House. Mm-hmm. You know, I was trying to get in and like be able to you know talk to him about it. Like, because I'm at that point where. I'm not going to know when there's an opening and they're going to know. Yeah. You know I mean, like you I need said, somebody behind the scenes. I got, I, yeah. You know, I, I fight here in April and I beat Harbaugh, you know, and two nights later, UFC's like, hey, we need to fight this weekend. You're in. I'm yeah. in. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Broken toe or whatever. I'm in. <laughs> whatever you know? it is. Let's yeah. do it. So That's huge, man. Yeah, I had no idea. That's really cool news for your career. I, yeah. I can't remember Randall's last name either. I was going to try to look it up while you were talking, but I didn't want to be rude. I don't think I have. Ryan would have looked it up, so I mean it wouldn't have wouldn't have hurt my feelings at all because Ryan's a lot more. Ailman is that? Yes, yeah, nice. Yep, dude, that was one of my favorite weekends of my life. Honestly, like that whole experience being with those guys, being around, like it was it was a party after the fights. Like I didn't realize how long you've been around. Yeah, it's crazy. I've just seen. I think it was Cherico or something put a a video on his Instagram, (laughs) like a throwback. I saw, and like you were in the video, and I'm like, dude, that was like. 10, 11 yeah, years ago. Isn't that nuts? That's yeah, when I, didn't I was know in college, were, yeah. I think, still. Dude, yeah. I the funniest part about I know exactly the video you mean. I didn't know I was going to be in that video. Like, I didn't remember being there. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, that's me. What? Yeah. yeah. So, it was like Wilkins and Jericho in the ba- backstage somewhere. Maybe Morgantown, even. Yeah, it could have been why I was there. It's crazy when you think about it because, like, I just, to me, it's like, you know, a couple days ago was 2012. And, you know, I was out here trying to make a name for myself. And now it's like, oh, man, like now you're the guy in Pittsburgh, you know. For sure. Now you're the dude to beat in Pittsburgh. Like everybody, you're the most experienced guy out here. Yeah. I'm still living in the, like, Cherico (laughs) and, you know, Cody Garbrandt stages. Yep, yep. So. Dude, I mean, after this one, like we said, Harbaugh definitely can't take that dude lightly like no, this absolutely is this not. is nothing no layup for you for sure nope. this is a fight to get excited about but if you win that one i don't know dude i don't know if we can book you again like <laughs> what what's next you know um 
we'll see. Um, my management seemed to think, you know, something could happen. Nice. You know, with a win here. Um, that'll put me at five. Yeah. Five in right. a row. Um, my thing is, like, I just, I want to dominate in April. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I want, there are no questions asked. You know what I mean? Yep. That's what I want it to be. And, uh, you know, I, I know Calvin's coming with that same mentality. Exactly. So that's what, that's, gonna that's fun, what's going to be fun. That's what's going to make it I'm fun. I'm hyped and, about uh, that fight. You know, dude, it's a stack card. You guys <sighs> are loaded. You know what I mean? And it's an honor just to be the headline of it. Oh, dude. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's awesome. Yeah. You know, and I was at the, I think I called one of the casino shows. I was on the table, dude, and it's wild there. It the is crazy is, there. Like, a little bit smaller venue, but like everything's like crammed in. And you're like, Ooh, Man, like they, I remember the commission dragging people yep. back from the yep. on the first show. There, was like, dude, this is insane. I'm excited for you and Calvin both because Calvin fought in Monroeville, so like both of you get to experience the casino oh, now yeah. as a fighter. Yeah. Like it, I know, like I'm proud of what we do in Monroeville too. Yep. Don't get me wrong, I think we put on a great show no matter where we're at. Yep. But that casino is different. Yeah. It is better. It is crazier. If you're into that crazy, you know, energetic atmosphere, it's oh, just yeah. you can't. It's such a small space. Mm -hmm. You can't replace that. Yeah. It's like, that's like, so I loved fighting at the War Memorial. Oh, when yeah. You guys did that. I mean, I know yeah. it's it's hard for you guys to do a oh. show, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's another thing with some of these amateur guys. Like, you literally, you have something that you take for granted by yeah. having a promotion at your doorstep. Yeah, true. Because, like, true. I had it at one point. Mm -hmm. You know, when El Tuna was putting on shows, fun fact for everybody the El Tuna cage is the 247 cage. I didn't even know you that. You didn't know that? That's awesome. Yeah. yeah that's nice. uh, So when Ryan wanted to get started, you know, I knew the, the old promoter in El Tuna that had the cage. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I set them two up to Ryan come down, looked at it, and I'm buying it. Nice. And, uh, Never knew that. Yeah. So Ryan, Ryan owes me big, man. Wow. Big. So <laughs> the, way, the way he talks about you I know, and you go right? to his cage. Exactly. Gotta, uh, exactly. Unbelievable. But, uh. Yeah, like, oh, I had that. I had that in my back door. You know what I mean? I was just able, I was like, yeah, I can get 200 and some of my own people here for this. Yeah. And then I lost it. Mm. And then it's like, oh, well, oh. you can't, you know, you can't sell us very many tickets. Well, then we only got this dude that's 12 and 0 for you. <laughs> like, like, you're just, you become an opponent, right? you know? And right. like, if you guys ever do, ever want to go back into Johnstown, anybody that's close to Johnstown needs to jump on that car. Yeah. And anytime you guys do go into town, anybody that's local, like, jump on that card. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. To, to have a promotion in your backyard is one of the best things you could possibly have. So. I, mean, I mean, we feel, you mentioned it earlier, you bring a good crowd despite being far away. Yeah. So that's awesome. But that's not normal either. We don't yeah. even expect that mm -hmm. either, to be fair. We only expect it from you because we know you're going to do it. <laughs> uh, I, I give myself, like, a certain amount. Right. On each fight. Okay. And so like the Johnstown one, I gave myself a mount to hit on how many ticket sales. I won't go okay. into numbers. But, sure. Uh, so, and I, I hit that amount at Johnstown. Well, then the next Monroeville card, when I fought Barbarina, mm -hmm. you know, I'm like, all right, well, it's farther than Johnstown, but I'll try to hit the same And it's for amount. a title, so there's yeah. a little extra juice. I'll try to hit yeah. the same amount. Well, we did the ticket consignment, you know, before, after the weigh-ins and stuff, and you were like, dude, you had like, a shitload on those house. I'm yeah, like, what? I did. Like, I had no idea. You know what I mean? So I ended up going above yep. what I wanted to hit. I remember like you being a good super bit surprised. But I was like, shit, sales. that's yeah. awesome. You know what I mean, dude? And like, ideally for Ryan and them, they obviously they would rather keep me on a Monroeville card, yeah, because it's closer and of I can course. do better ticket sales and stuff there. But uh, you know, obviously I'm not I'm not waiting till whenever the Monroeville. I think July, July 15th, yeah, July, yeah. and uh, I'm not waiting till that. 
dude. to fight. So um smart, yeah. first of all, because like you said, this this card for you to headline it, I mean, this is we we just did a podcast about it, so yeah. I don't really I'm not gonna rehash it or sound like a broken record, but like it's selling fast already. Oh, and I we haven't even tried to sell it yet. Yeah, you guys <laughs> jumped it. on me like yeah. yesterday about like, hey, you got and I, I like, forgot about my ticket yeah. consignment. Like yeah, you got yeah. sent it a while ago and I forgot about it. Yeah. And then, like, he sent me the stuff for like my paperwork and I was like, dude, you do realize like I'm not doing any paperwork until yeah. like March. Right. Like I'm not going to do my blood work in January and then yeah. losing February, March. Exactly. You know, until, yeah, until yeah until get I it close so it stays but uh and I, I forgot all about this assignment. I'm like, oh shit, I better fill that out. Well, we kind of panicked because we were looking at it. It wasn't just you, to be fair. Yeah, like, you yeah. don't got to feel bad. It's not going to surprise you that fighters procrastinate on stuff. Oh, no. Yeah, not at all. I had to text a lot of guys and be like, hey, I, not a false alarm. Like, we yeah. really need you to do this because if you don't, your, your family, friends, they're going to yeah, be shit out gonna, of luck. Like, you're not going to have any. No. Yeah. So, and, no. You know, I think like the last show, I think Patton had, or not the last one, the last one called my headline, the first one, Patton headlined there. And Patton had a crowd. Oh, you know dude. what I mean? And Patton does. He always has a crowd. The, the kid yeah. does good for, oh, he, he brings he brings a crowd with him every single time. I mean, and, uh, yeah. Now that Kama's retired, no no doubt Patton's yeah. the, the oh, hottest four. selling pro I mean, in Pittsburgh. Him and, uh, uh, Masick would have been. Masick was Masick big. was yeah. huge. And Lowry. Jake Lowry. Yeah, yep. Lowry was big too. Yep. Um, but. I mean, I think Kama probably was higher than the rest of them yeah. a little bit. All but time. Obviously, yeah, yeah. all Kama time. definitely. But, like, in the day, Cherico was, oh, man. Cherico was Dude, king. Cher- Cherico, Cherico and Mazzotta. Like, you, like, you would, if Cherico <laughs> was here right now and he was fighting in April, you would have bought a ticket off of him for your own show. <laughs> that's that's, like, exactly that's how much said. of a sales bitch that's he was exactly good at. You know what he, what I mean? he would make you buy a ticket for your own show. <laughs> He like, said he'd be shoveling a sidewalk and somebody would walk yeah. by and he'd sell him a ticket. Yeah, dude, <laughs> dude, that's, like, awesome. that's the hustle you got to have. He's absolutely dude. right. Yep. Like that's what you got. And, then, and not only just in ticket, I mean, in anything that you want to do, if it's yep. what you want to do, that you've got to fucking hustle. Go like, earn it, man. Yeah, not, exactly. You're not going to give you shit in this sport. That's for sure. Yeah. On either on promoter end or on the exactly. fighter end. <laughs> like, exactly. So, yeah. And, but yeah, like he was the king of it. You know, yeah. Garbrand, he had a pretty big name. So he was able, and Mazzotta was good at it too. Mazzotta was definitely you know? the man at it. Um, you know, there's there's been some. You talk about. It, I mean, dude, there's been some high level guys that come That's out. Crazy. You know, with Cherico and Garbrandt, and and like Cherico should have got a shot. I think before so too. He did. Yep. Um, and know, who sucked for him that it happened at the end when he had the neck injury? Yep, and stuff, exactly. But, he um, really shouldn't have taken that fight, and he knew yeah. it was like this is I mean, my last chance. Yeah. yeah. But him, Garbrandt, which Garbrandt was Ohio boy, but he also you know was trained here for trained a while yeah. yeah and then dempsey and i remember dempsey kind of like he was always king of the cage and i really mm-hmm. fought for pinnacle or anything the next thing you know it's like bam dempsey signed the ufc yep oh, shit uh, really yep. but yeah dempsey mazada um, it's crazy milstead got, went yeah, to the ufc milstead yeah. yep uh and adam's an awesome dude i, I love, love adam, adam milstead, yeah. dude <laughs> um it, you're just just that the talent that's come out of here has been unreal insane right and then and the then, ones like Jason Cardillo, who yep. never, who just was seven and zero, and uh, demolished the, everybody. Will Will Cox, yeah, Justin, Justin Will Cox, yeah, yep. he was in his day, he was good. East man, um, that dude's biceps were. Oh yeah, oh, he, was he just looked a, ridiculous. He was a mini Hulk. <laughs> yes, yeah. he looked ridiculous. Uh, yeah, then there was Anthony Darnell. Yeah, yeah, Anthony him, Darnell. he was. Yeah. He was good in his day. He definitely you know what was. I mean? like, yep. There were some studs that came. Justin out Justin Steve in yep. boxing and yep. MMA, dude. You're right. It yep. was a good time. But what's exciting is that I feel like it's coming back around. Yeah. Like it so took a while. That, that's the cool yeah. thing. Like it is it is recircling back around yep. now. Because now you're starting to see it build and you're starting to see a bunch of amateur guys come up and uh you know, you you've 
you're seeing guys like, for example, when Tanner called out Lucas Siebert. Yeah. Like, there's absolutely no reason why that shouldn't happen. Right. You know what I mean? Right. There's no reason why guys from different gyms here in Pittsburgh, as an amateur, you know. For sure. If you train with a guy on a regular basis, then yeah, you know what I mean? But if, I you, if you trained with him once or twice, you know what I mean? Fight him. It's yeah. an amateur fight. He's not fight. coming to your wedding. You know what I mean? It's an amateur <laughs> fight, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, Guys like Test where I, I come out from Altoona, dude. I had to fight all. I got thrown to the <laughs> ringer. I fought every one forty-five or Pittsburgh. We just had. thought you had to fight the Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> the Jesus Schilling, fucking Catalina. Uh, <laughs> I forget the other kid's name. Ramo, Julian Ramos. Like uh, I had to go through them all. Hayes, like yeah. I had to run through all of them. Yep. And uh, a lot of my, you know, and had, now you're friends with a lot. Yeah, of, yeah, and a lot yeah. of my trained with and stuff before. Yep. But like the guys from Danilo sh- should fight the guys from Stout and the guys yeah. from Stout. Should fight the guys from Mad Tracker. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Get it get it rolling because it doesn't matter. Like it it's an amateur fight. You know what I mean? Kama fought uh from Matt Factory. I'm oh, having geez. a brain I'm, fart. Now, right now I'm blanking. Help um, me out, Danny Palm. Oh he no. He fought uh Francis Healy. Oh jeez. You know I mean? And Healy was a what pit a bull, right? And what them two f- fought as pros. Like Dude, I honestly didn't know that. Oh, I, yeah. I don't remember that. I was matchup. like, that was right wow. when I was just like coming into the scene when that happened. Dude, um, Francis Healy's another one, by yeah, the way. So dude, talented. Dog. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just a dog. And <laughs> I've trained with Francis a bunch before, too. Yep. I haven't seen him in a long time, but you know what I mean? There's like a lot of these amateurs, you know, for the amateur fighters and stuff. It's like, dude, it, it really, when, when you turn around and you do go pro, you start over at O and O. You're mean? O and O. It doesn't again, matter. Yep. So it's all for the experience. You know, you get the experience and everything in, and that's awesome. So those are wise words from the 2022 247 Pro Fighter of the Year, man. Yeah. You, you got Pro Fighter of the Year last year. What? Can, how can you one up that this year? Oh well, I got to redo it again this year. So I got Pro Fighter of the Year in 2022. We didn't really do the awards in 2021, but I think. I was awarded fight of the year. Overseas, yeah, though, that's in true. 2021. That's true. I mean, it was kind of discussed, but it wasn't, a, <laughs> wasn't officially awards, awarded. Cheap ass Ryan. You couldn't <laughs> buy awards back in 2021. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, my thing is just put on, dude. Keep putting on. You know what I mean? Nice. Um, just keep showing up. Um, basically, the same as it was in my whole career. Just stay the course. For sure. You know, no matter what happens, stay the course. Keep putting on. And, uh, you know, I'm peaking. I'm at my. It's it's my time now. You know, mm-hmm. we go through these stages. We're like I said. You know, it's Cherica's era, uh, Garbrandt's era, Kama's era. Now it's Goss's era. Goss's era. So. Hey man, I like the sounds of that. Next step in the journey, April fifteenth at the Hollywood Casino at the Meadows. Tickets are on sale right now. Hit your boy up. Don't buy them anywhere else. You get them for me. However, <laughs> if you do buy them on two four seven fightingcom they you can, can still choose too, your yeah. name. Yeah. Whatever Sur- you we'll do, surprise you with online sales again. Whatever you do, do it for my name. Do it for Ethan. Do it for Middlesworth. Yeah. Do it for the raccoon. We didn't even talk about the coons, but do it for the raccoons out there. All the little raccoons running around. Somewhere Darren Someone Cassidy. loves you. Yeah. Somewhere Darren Darren's listening. Like, how did they not talk about raccoons yeah. in an hour and a half? It's all you all you little coons running around, raccoons <laughs> running around out there, just know. Daddy loves you. <laughs> we can't end any better than that. <laughs> end it right there, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for tuning in. Come watch Ethan fight. Uh...